Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Rick Kiley. For more information about Abundant Life Church, please visit www.abundantlifechurch.org. Isaiah 9 and 6. Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulder, his name shall be called. This is what you'll say about him. He's wonderful. He's the counselor. He's the mighty God. He's the everlasting Father. He's the Prince of Peace. And verse 7 Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be, upon, there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and upon the throne of his kingdom, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice. That's where I want to stop today. Judgment and justice. We are lacking judgment and justice in our nation today. And we are paying a very, very high price for it. Praise God. But today I want to, I'm going to get off the grid. Here are my notes. I have none. But I have something in my heart today. And I'm going to share it with you, and I think it's going to be a blessing to you. And I'm going to talk on this subject, get rid of your mask. Get rid of your mask. Jesus, I pray today that there will be an anointing on the speaker and upon every hearer in the auditorium today. That there will be a holy hush around us, that you will speak to every person that took the time to come to the house of God today to worship you and to hear your word. And that when we leave here today, we will leave full of the Holy Ghost, knowing who we are and not having to try to be somebody we are not. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. you may be seated. In the day that I was a little boy, cowboys were the thing. Cowboys were the thing. I'm going to get a few head bobs and a few smiles today, but cowboys were the thing. The best shows were on Sunday nights. That's when family television took over. That's when Bonanza and the Ponderosa, there you go, all that and the wonderful world of Disney, and it was all family entertainment. And some of my favorite shows of all time, I still watch them. I, you, that's the advantage of, you can get cable and watch old programs. And I can watch Gunsmoke. I like Gunsmoke. And uh, I like the Barclays, and I like the Cartwrights, and uh, those Westerns. Here's why I like them. I like them because I don't like the bad guys to win. I like the good guys to win. I like the fact that there are some people that will stand up for people that are too weak to stand up for themselves, that feel that they are overwhelmed by too many enemies, too much evil, but somebody rises to the occasion and says, wait a minute, we're gonna bring justice and judgment to this situation. And if we have to use force, then we will use force. But we are going to be just. 
We are going to be just. And so I would watch these cowboy shows, and I, there's a bunch of them. I haven't nearly touched how many there are. But, and and I, would, I would always feel like I got a moral out of the story. Like there was something in there that said, hey, this, this is the way you're supposed to treat people. I, it seemed like the, like the Cartwrights always had somebody living with them, didn't it? Somebody's house burned down. Somebody had some bad luck and something bad happened to them and they didn't have a place to live. Oh, you can't stay in the motel in town. Come on out to the Ponderosa. Come and stay with us for as long as you need to. We'll feed you. We'll, we'll take care of you. Oh, you're afraid of the big bullies in town? Come on out to the Ponderosa. You can stay with us. It's a safe place. It just did something to me that said, hey, you know, that's the way people ought to treat people. It's not every man for himself. And I'm sorry and I'll pray for you, but I ain't going to lift a finger. I'm not going to do anything. But these kind of people, they just seem to shoulder up. You know what that means, right? They just put their shoulder against your shoulder and say, well, what you're going through, I'm going through it with you. That's what the church is supposed to be, folks. We're in this thing together. When one of us weeps, when one of us loses, one of us wins, we all rejoice together. One of us gets a miracle, we all rejoice over the miracle. Right? It's, it's a family and we, and we take care of one another. And, I've, and I want to go even away from the Westerns, and I want, to talk about, I want to talk about masks as well. I saw a, a movie a long time ago. It was called The Man in the Iron Mask. Did any of you ever see The Man in the Iron Mask? If you have not seen that movie, I would recommend it. It's a, it's a really good movie. It's about... It takes place in France, and, and two brothers are born uh, simultaneously, and because they didn't want any fighting in the kingdom, they decided that one of the boys would be put in an iron mask and put in prison, and that's where he lived. What a terrible thing to have happen. Can you imagine that? Living in an iron mask, being the, the prince of a nation, and being treated like a criminal in a prison. Doesn't seem right, does it? And if you watch the movie, I don't want to take away from it in case you haven't seen it and you'd like to see it, justice comes. Again, I know I'm beating this horse to death, but I just love justice. I love to see things made right and people get what they deserve. And that even includes bad people getting what they deserve. Because that sends a message to all the other bad people that if you do this, these are the consequences. But if there are no consequences, if there never comes any judgment, there'll never be any justice. But in the kingdom that we read about, from Isaiah 9 and 6, he said there will be judgment and there will be justice. There will be justice. So if you're ever discouraged about the way that things are in the world, 
and how it appears that people are getting away with things. You can rest assured that there will be judgment and there will be justice. So don't be deceived into thinking that people are getting away with things. They are not getting away with things. There will be a day when, we'll, when God will balance the scales. Judgment is mine, saith the Lord. I will repay. Even vengeance God spoke about. But I want to talk about two characters today. And the two characters, and, and here's another thing. You're gonna, when you leave here today and you think about this message, you're going to say, oh man, he should have talked about this character. What about, what about Superman? And what about Wonder Woman? What about Spider-Man? And all these heroes. Do you ever notice these heroes wearing costumes? To conceal their identity. And there's only two I want to talk about. Two of them I want to talk about. Now the first one comes to us from Mexico. Anybody got a guess? Zorro. Let me tell you a little bit about Zorro. Zorro came from a wealthy family. So he could have just said, well, I'm, my family and I are doing all right. And I don't care about anybody else. But there was something in this character that said, these people are not being treated fairly. They're overtaxed, they're overworked, they're beaten, they're abused, they're imprisoned. They need a hero to step up. They need a hero to step up, and I'm going to be that guy. But in order for me to do that, I have to conceal my identity. I wish I had my black hat and my long cloak, but we'll just have to do with this for now. Isn't it amazing that somebody can put something around their eyes and, and nobody can know who they are anymore? <laughs> so Zorro puts on a mask and he puts on his black hat and he puts on a black robe and he rides a big black horse and he rides into situations where justice is not prevalent and he takes care of people that can't take care of themselves. He takes care of all the bad guys. He's an expert with the sword. <clears throat> Anybody preaching with me today? Anybody ever hear about the sword of the spirit? Which is the? Okay. So he uses a sword. And with this sword, he is able to redeem people from their problems. He's able to restore order. He can take on large numbers of of soldiers and defeat them and he becomes their hero. And wherever he is and wherever he restores justice, wherever he brings judgment, wherever 
Somebody's got to preach with me today. Wherever he brings deliverance to the captives, he etches a big Z. Zorro. Zorro was here. Zorro lives. Zorro will help us. Zorro will come when we need him most. He will show up. He is our hero. I'm glad for Jesus. He's our hero. And Zorro was a, was a great, great hero to the, to the Mexicans. Everybody needs a hero. Can I get an amen? And then after Zorro, we had, we had another character that I want to talk about today. And I want to tell you his, his story as best I can before I wear his mask. Now this, this story is about two brothers. And these two brothers are growing up and they see all of this injustice that is taking place in the wild west. Criminals that are doing terrible things to people that are moving west. They come with their families, their, their possessions in wagon trains and and these criminals become thugs and thieves and even at times murderers if they're stood up to and they take things from people that they haven't worked for themselves. And so these two brothers are talking about it and they say, you know, somebody's gonna have to do something about this. We can't continue to have innocent, good people being robbed from and killed by these terrible villains. What are we gonna do about this? And one of the brothers says, well, you know what I'm gonna do about it? I'm gonna be a lawman. That's what's gonna happen. I'm gonna be a lawman and I'm gonna go after these guys and, and if I have to, I'm gonna kill them. As many of them as I can and, and the rest of them will get the message and that's how I'll bring justice. And the other brother said, oh, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. That sounds like vengeance. What about justice? I'll tell you what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna be a lawyer. I'm gonna get an education. I'm gonna know the law. And when these people are captured and they, and they are brought before our judicial system, I'm gonna see to it that they get the judgment that they deserve and that will bring justice to the nation. So I'm gonna go through the legal system so one is going to be an enforcer of the law and one is going to be another one that brings justice through the legal system. So the one that becomes a lawyer goes away and goes to school and gets his education and gets his degree. The other brother in the meantime becomes a peace officer and eventually he becomes a Texas Ranger. So now we have a Texas Ranger and we have a lawyer, but these brothers haven't seen each other for a number of years because the brother was in school. And so now they finally meet. And when they meet, the one brother's in his garb and he's got his badge on and his cowboy outfit and he's a Texas Ranger. And now he has a band of men that are under his leadership and they are pursuing a large group of criminals. 
And when the brother comes, he says, I wish I had more time to stay with you, but I'm after these guys and we're hot on their trail and I have to leave. And the brother that became the lawyer said, now, wait a minute, wait a minute. You aren't just gonna go out there and shoot them. Your goal is to capture them and bring them back to the community where we can try them, right? And he smiles and says, I don't think they'll be taken alive. But if any of them wanna surrender, I'll bring them back to you. And the lawyer says, I don't think you're telling me the truth. I think you just want to go out there and kill them all. He said, well, you know what, brother? Maybe you ought to go with me and see if they're willing to surrender. He didn't think his brother would take him up on it, but the lawyer brother said, you know what? I think I will. So he got himself all duded up. He didn't have a six-shooter because he was going to use the, the law to bring justice. And when he saw him get his horse and come up, he said, brother, you don't even have a gun on. How are you going to defend yourself? He said, well, I've got the law on my side. He said, well, it's always good to have the law and a gun and a rifle besides. I don't know how much I should say about that. I did get my conceal and carry, by the way. I am not wearing a gun right now, no. <laughs> but he wanted to go with his brother. He said, all right, saddle up, let's go. And they got out on the trail. But what they didn't know was that the gang of criminals had infiltrated the Texas Ranger Posse and had a betrayer. So the betrayer went to the criminals and told them where they were going to come through and the criminals set an ambush for them. And when they came through the pass that they were coming through, the criminals shot all of the Texas Rangers and the brother and presumed all of them to be killed. It was an ambush, and they were all killed in the ambush. Now, the lawyer brother was not dead, but he was mortally wounded. And so he decided that since the criminals thought that everyone was dead, he would just continue to lay there and hope that they would leave him, which they did. They assumed that everyone was dead, and they left. But he couldn't hardly even move. He was wounded so badly once they had left. After some time, an Indian came out of the hills. He saw that these people had been ambushed, and he thought to himself, well, there might be something of value here. And so he was going to take the spoils. And he began taking some of the things from the from the dead Texas Rangers. And when he came to this lawyer that was laying there, he noticed that he was still alive. And he bent down and he 
And he talked to him and he did everything he could to bring this lawyer back to life. He took care of him and befriended him. And eventually this lawyer recovers. Now his attitude is a little different now that he has seen the slaughter of evil. And so he must decide what he's going to do with the rest of his life. By now you've figured it out that the Indian is Tanto and the lawyer is the Lone Ranger. And so he decides that he is going to continue his quest. I don't know how many Lone Ranger episodes you may have seen. Originally, the Lone Ranger was on radio before it ever came on television. And his theme song is probably one of the most famous theme songs you've ever heard. Most of you could probably hum it. But he decided that he was going to continue his quest not only for himself, but he was going to continue it for his brother. And so he did the same thing that Zorro did. He put on a mask. And he wore a hat. So now we have the Lone Ranger and his faithful sidekick, Tonto Kimosabi. And Tonto and Kimosabi do everything they can to help all these people that are being ambushed by evil people. He took the title Lone Ranger because of his brother and he tried to enforce the law without killing people wherever possible and turning them over to the sheriff. I really can't remember very many times that the Lone Ranger shot and killed anyone. He was such an expert marksman that he could shoot him in the shoulder, the wrist, or the leg, it wasn't a bloody, gory program. It was just, this is what has to be done to apprehend this person and bring them to justice. And that's what the Lone Ranger did. He set out on a quest to make the wrongs right and to spare people that couldn't take care of themselves. Now, let me say this to you. Let me talk to you as a Christian now. I believe we have a responsibility. Wherever we can, we should try and help people that can't help themselves. Amen? We should be maybe like the Cartwrights, and if we've got a spare room and somebody needs help for a while, maybe we should take them in. We should be willing to give meals to people that don't have enough food. Thank God for the food pantry. Where's Brother Kylie? There's your plug for today. Thank God for the food pantry. We should have a celebrate recovery team for people that are in bondage to addictions and 
overcoming things in their life that, are, that have previously been overcoming them. We should use the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and teach home Bible studies and Sunday school classes. We should preach the Word. We should teach the Word. We should increase people's faith so that they can be made free from sin. Can I get an amen? We are doing something as Christians that is impacting people not only in this life, but for their eternity. We are wearing the white hats. But too often, we are also wearing the masks. And I think it's time that we take off our masks and be who we are. We do this all the time, don't we? We do this all the time. Hey, Sister Cassins, how are you doing today? Everything is just fantastic. I'm Everything fantastic. goes your way. I am so happy for you. How are you doing today, brother? Uh, better day. Oh, you hesitated. I discern in my spirit. Things aren't perfect, are they? No, they're not, sir. No, they're not. But you know what we do? Great. Awesome. Because that's our mask. We don't want to burden you. We don't want to give you the impression that we're weak, that we're struggling, that we're hurting, that we're worried, that we're concerned, that our finances aren't so good, that we're worried about losing our job, that we've been sick. So we, we put on the mask and we say what you want to hear so that you'll think we're strong and things are good with us. I got to be honest with you. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to be trans. I'm taking my mask off. If I go up to a person week after week after week and I hear this, man. I really had another bad week. It was just terrible. Every, everybody's against me. People are taking advantage of me. I've been ripped off. Nobody likes me. Nobody cares about me. Nobody helps me. Nobody does anything for me. If I hear that week after week after week, you know, I'm heading for the other side of the room. I just got to tell you. Because I, I, I would literally have to put you on my back and carry you around to, for you to have any hope at all. And I can't do that. So that's the extreme. But you know what? We ought to be able to say, we ought to be able to take off the mask. And you can't do this with, it, with just everybody. But people that you're really close to, that you really trust, that you know that aren't going to judge you, aren't going to gossip about you, aren't going to put you down, but they're really going to try and help you. Not carry you. But they're willing to help. We pull the mask down. And that's a good thing. Because the Bible says in one passage that we are to bear one another's burdens. 
hey, here's how you can help me, brother. Will you pray for me? Will you just pray for me? Is there anything wrong with that? We, we used to use this term, Brother Matson will remember this, we called it unspoken requests. Where we wouldn't name names, and sometimes we wouldn't even be specific and tell you every health issue that we have. I, and we just say, well, my unspoken request is that I have a health issue. Could you please pray for that? What is that? You're pulling the mask down. You're taking a chance. You're being who you are and not what you think other people want you to be. This is one of the most valuable lessons I've learned recently. I'm just telling you this personally. Because, okay, should I take, let me pull my mask down a little bit today. I want everybody to like me. I want to be liked. But there's a danger to that. Not everybody's going to like you. It wouldn't matter how much you did. They'd still find fault with you and they wouldn't like you. But I never quit trying. I'm just taking a chance here. I never quit trying to have people like me. But here, this is what I learned. I said, Lord, I remember praying this. Lord, this thing about having people like you versus having being pleasing to God, how do I balance that out? How, how do I be what, you know, what you want me to be and be what I think they want me to be and, and get along with everybody? And not even just church people, but I want even my neighbors to like me. The people I work with, I want them to like me. How do I balance all that out? You ready? Here's the nugget for today. We must first be what Jesus wants us to be. First, Jesus, what do you, and I took a chance with this message today because I felt it was what Jesus wanted me to do. I had a good message, but I'm taking a chance here today. I gotta practice what I preach. And so, you first be what Jesus wants you to be before you try to be what people need you to be. Did you hear that? The different words are want and need. We get them backwards. We sometimes try to be what people want us to be. And then with what's left, we give God what he, we think he needs us to be. We got it backwards. We need to be what Jesus wants us to be before we try to be what people need us to be. But that means the mask has got to come off. I think you got this. So here's my last illustration. Would you give me 1 Timothy 3.16? Be careful how I say this. Most people don't know who Jesus is. 
You know who he is? He's God with a mask. Say, oh, he never wore a mask. Well, from your perspective, since you don't know who he is, he might as well be wearing a mask. Look at this verse. Without controversy, great is the mystery. What's a mystery? A a lack of understanding. I don't get this. And Paul is saying, great is the mystery of godliness. Let me explain to you. Let me pull his mask down. God. There you go. You got the answer right there. God, that's who he is. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up in the glory. And they never knew who he was. He was like the Lone Ranger. There are still people that don't know who he is. Now look here. This guy, 38 years, now he walks. How does that happen? I don't know. Well, who was there? Well, this guy named Jesus. Well, who's he? Well, he's a prophet. I don't know, he's a religious man of some sorts. You really don't know who he is, do you? It's like, you don't get it. It, You know, did you ever watch Superman? You know, I used to do this all the time, Superman. Superman, this huge guy. I mean, he's a big, strong guy, right? Clark Kent. They can't make the connection between a guy of this size, this hair. He goes into, how do people change clothes in a phone booth? I never understood that. And I'm not talking about the room. I'm talking about the view. Is he always wearing the costume underneath his clothes? You you guys just don't get it? This guy, Clark Kent, he's Superman. Anybody can figure that out. Did you ever hear Zorro talk? Who talks like Zorro? One guy. It's not that hard to figure out. But we think that a mask can hide things and deceive us. I know who Jesus is. He's God with a body. He's God with a face. He's God in demonstration. He can do everything that God does because he is God. He is God. Oh, I don't think he's God. I just, and we got all these people saying, well, I don't think he's God. I, you know, I don't see it that way. What are you doing? Can't you see? Or is it that you don't want to see? Their eyes they have closed. Their ears they have stopped. Less seeing with their eyes and hearing with their ears, they should be converted. You see, if you know who he is, 
Matthew 13, 15, if you're wondering where that is. One day, you're going to see Jesus without a mask. You're going to think he was a lamb. Now you're going to see him as a lion. You're going to think he was just a man. Oh, no. You're going to see him as God manifest in the flesh. You're going to see him as king of kings. And you're going to see him as Lord of lords. Don't be deceived by his humility and think that he is powerless. He is all power because all power in heaven and in earth is given unto him. He's got it all. If there was another God, he'd be powerless. I'm glad I can see Jesus without his mask. And, and I believe that Jesus wants to see me without my mask. I ain't fooling him. Get up in the morning, go for my walk, say a bunch of flowery words. I can't impress him with my vocabulary. Somebody say amen. Oh, great creator, God of heaven and the universe. And what are you doing? Does he not know that he is all of those things? Why don't you just talk to him without your mask, without your mask on and say, Lord, I'm so embarrassed about my behavior. I'm so sorry for the things that I said that I shouldn't have said. I'm not going to make excuses. That's part of the mask. Make excuses. Well, they started it. You sound like a little five-year-old. He pushed me first. He provoked me. I didn't get my half of the candy bar. Quit making excuses. Just get right to it. Maybe it's, maybe it's because I'm a little older, but I, I don't like all the flowery stuff. I mean, be kind, be kind, but get to it. You know what I'm saying? You ever see people do this? Yeah? And your point is, well, let me just tell you this story. Well, and your point, you know, I think God gets that way sometimes too. When we start reciting prayers that we've said a hundred times, the same thing over and over and over. Pretty soon there's no feeling, there's no emotion, there's no compassion, it's just a mask. Some of it is an iron mask. And God says, hey, why don't we take our masks off and just talk to each other? Why don't we just tell it like it is? If you're here for something, tell me what you're here for. If you need something, tell me what it is. Don't tell me how you've earned it. Don't tell me about your impatience. Just tell me what you want to tell me. I'm here to listen to you. And I'm hoping you'll listen to me. We need to take our masks off. And you know what? Here's another thing. This is the last point I'm going to make. Don't you dare go to work tomorrow and pretend to be somebody you're not. The only one you're deceiving is yourself. 
If you got something to offer, give it. Don't cover it up with a mask. Let me give you an example. This might happen to you tomorrow. That's why I'm saying it. Somebody might come up to you tomorrow and say, I'm sick. Hmm. Well, I know some good doctors. Why don't you talk to them about the one that heals? The one that's healed you. Well, because I got my work mask on today. I'm, I'm not a Christian when I'm at work. Uh-oh. I'm a Christian on Sunday morning and Wednesday night or whenever I'm in church. What is that? That's a mask. Be who you are, wherever you are, with whomever you're with. It's not, people aren't going to think you're crazy if, you, if, if Dave says, hey, you know what, I, how are you doing today? And Dave lets his mask down a little bit, and he says, well, you know, I'm, I'm really not feeling well. You know what that is? That's an invitation. He pulled his mask down. Now I need to pull mine down. Well, Dave, would you, let me just pray for you. You can pray for him in 10 seconds. And God can do what no doctor can do. Let's stand together. I'll never forget being in the Philippines praying for people and uh, it was an incredible time and I remember walking and laying hands on people and it seemed like every single person got healed and I began to think wow this is cool I am somebody God's using me to heal all these people and then God gave me a very humbling experience. I turned to the interpreter and I said, this next man, and he said, he cannot speak. Oh, no big deal. Put my hand on his head, said Jesus, he started speaking. I said, Jesus, that's it. No, great God of heaven, great healer, great savior, all-powerful, all-knowing. Just said Jesus. And he starts talking. I said, what language is he speaking? I, he said, I've never heard the language before. He receives the Holy Ghost and starts speaking. That's a great miracle, isn't it? And you know how I did it? I said his name. That's it. And as soon as I said his name, the miracle took place. And then the Lord spoke to me. Because I was starting to wear a mask like I'm somebody special. I have the power. The Lord said to me, I did not need to hear your fancy prayer. I only needed to hear my name. God will strip you of all of your masks. The proud will be humbled. All of your titles will be taken away. There'll be no pastors. All of that's going to go away. Why not do it now? Why not humble ourselves 
right now by pulling down our mask and being what God wants us to be and giving God the glory and taking none for ourselves. To God be the glory, great things he has done. Amen? So I'm gonna quit early today and invite you to this altar and ask you to take off your mask and have a good talk with Jesus and then open up your ears for what he wants to say to you. Jesus, I pray today that as we come to this altar that the things that we have heard in this message would be applied to our life so that we wouldn't have to wonder who we are and be who we are first to you and then to others. Help us to be what you want us to be before we try to be what we need to be for others. Let this altar be a place where we hear each other and where our lives are changed and help us to leave our masks behind in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this Abundant Life Church podcast. We pray it has strengthened your relationship with God and will continue to be a light unto your pathway to heaven. If you have any questions or comments regarding this podcast, please telephone our ministerial team at 262-965-5177 or email us at info at abundantlifechurch.org.